Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Imitation of Christ from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with Book 3, Chapter 54. The 54th chapter, The Different Motions of Nature and Grace. The Voice of Christ. My child, pay careful attention to the movements of nature and of grace, for they move in very contrary and subtle ways, and can scarcely be distinguished by anyone except a man who is spiritual and inwardly enlightened. All men, indeed, desire what is good and strive for what is good in their words and deeds. For this reason, the appearance of good deceives many. Nature is crafty and attracts many, and snaring and deceiving them while ever seeking itself. But grace walks in simplicity, turns away from all appearance of evil, offers no deceits, and does all purely for God, in whom she rests as her last end. Nature is not willing to die or to be kept down or to be overcome, nor will it subdue itself or be made subject. Grace, on the contrary, strives for mortification of self. She resists sensuality, seeks to be in subjection, longs to be conquered, has no wish to use her own liberty, loves to be held under discipline, and does not desire to rule over anyone, but wishes rather to live, to stand, and to be always under God, for whose sake she is willing to bow humbly to every human creature. Nature works for its own interest and looks to the profit it can reap from another. Grace does not consider what is useful and advantageous to herself but rather what is profitable to many. Nature likes to receive honor and reverence, but grace faithfully attributes all honor and glory to God. Nature fears shame and contempt, but grace is happy to suffer reproach for the name of Jesus. Nature loves ease and physical rest. Grace, however, can bear to be idle and embraces labor willingly. Nature seeks to possess what is rare and beautiful, abhorring things that are cheap and coarse. Grace, on the contrary, delights in simple, humble things, not despising those that are rough, nor refusing to be clothed in old garments. Nature has regard for temporal wealth and rejoices in earthly gains, It is sad over a loss and irritated by a slight, injurious word. But grace looks to eternal things and does not cling to those which are temporal, being neither disturbed at loss nor angered by hard words, because she has placed her treasure and joy in heaven where nothing is lost. Nature is covetous and receives more willingly than it gives. It loves to have its own private possessions. Grace, however, is kind 
and open-hearted. Grace shuns private interest, is contented with little, and judges it more blessed to give than to receive. Nature is inclined towards creatures, toward its own flesh, toward vanities, and toward running about. But grace draws near to God and to virtue, renounces creatures, hates the desires of the flesh, restrains her wanderings, and blushes at being seen in public. Nature likes to have some external comfort in which it can take sensual delight. But grace seeks consolation only in God, to find her delight in the highest good, above all visible things. Nature does everything for its own gain and interest. It can do nothing without pay and hopes for its good deeds to receive their equal or better, or else praise and favor. It is very desirous of having its deeds and gifts highly regarded. Grace, however, seeks nothing temporal, nor does she seek any recompense but God alone. Of temporal necessities, she asks no more than will serve to obtain eternity. Nature rejoices in many friends and kinsfolk, glories in noble position and birth, fawns on the powerful, flatters the rich, and applauds those who are like itself. But grace loves even her enemies and is not puffed up at having many friends. She does not think highly of either position or birth unless there is also virtue there. She favors the poor in preference to the rich. She sympathizes with the innocent rather than with the powerful. She rejoices with the true man rather than with the deceitful and is always exhorting the good to strive for better gifts to become like the Son of God by practicing the virtues. Nature is quick to complain of need and trouble. Grace is staunch in suffering want. Nature turns all things back to itself. It fights and argues for self. Grace brings all things back to God, in whom they have their source. To herself she ascribes no good, nor is she arrogant or presumptuous. She is not contentious. She does not prefer her own opinion to the opinion of others, but in every matter of sense and thought submits herself to eternal wisdom and the divine judgment. Nature has a relish for knowing secrets and hearing news. It wishes to appear abroad and to have many sense experiences. It wishes to be known and to do things for which it will be praised and admired. But grace does not care to hear news or curious matters, because all this arises from the old corruption of man, since there is nothing new, nothing lasting on earth. Grace teaches, therefore, restraint of the senses, avoidance of vain self-satisfaction and show, the humble hiding of deeds worthy of praise and admiration, and the seeking in everything and in every knowledge the fruit of of usefulness, the praise and honor of God. She will not have herself or hers exalted, but desires that God, who bestows all all simply out of love, should be blessed in his good gifts. This grace is a supernatural light, 
a certain special gift of God, the proper mark of the elect and the pledge of everlasting salvation. It raises man up from earthly things to love the things of heaven. It makes a spiritual man of a carnal one. The more, then, nature is held in check and conquered, the more grace is given. Every day the interior man is reformed by new visitations according to the image of God. Here the voice of Christ teaches us the contrasting movements of nature and grace. We could also say the world and the spirit, the devil and the Holy Spirit. They have different aims. God made us to be body and spirit. We have a body and a soul that work together. We need to train ourselves to put our passions in order. Like a dog going to obedience school, a soldier goes to basic training, a religious becomes a novice and then goes through initial formation before making vows and final vows. Nature, or the world, or the devil, draws us to things that we think will benefit us. We think they'll make us happy, but in the end, these things lead us to ruin and to unhappiness. The spirit, or grace, leads us to dying to self, to simplicity, to things that the world disdains. But we discover that this is the path to true happiness. That is why the evil one tries all kinds of tricks to keep us off that path. This is a fascinating reflection in this chapter on the contrast between the two movements within us. It's like a tug of war, like Cain and Abel or Jacob and Esau, two rival brothers uh, fighting against each other for domination. But grace does so in a very uh, humble way. Let's learn a lesson from this chapter and allow ourselves to be led by God's grace and by the Holy Spirit. Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche, the Superior General of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new daily podcast entitled Venerable Casimir and Our Lady which will be launching on October 21st, 2023. Venerable Kazmir Vyshinsky was a Marian father who lived in the 1700s. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be beatified. He helped to revive our congregation when we were at a low point because of the actions of his brother. He rewrote a Latin handbook by a Jesuit on the ten gospel virtues of Our Lady. He called it Morning Star so that lay people would be able to understand it, to imitate Mary's virtues, and to grow in holiness. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Venerable Casimir and Our Lady on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm also happy to share with you that you can order a copy of Morning Star on shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. Simply search the phrase Morning Star on shopmercy.org and you can order a copy of the book today. Remember, every purchase supports the Marian priests and brothers at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Thank you 
and God bless you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.